1: irreverent over the top and smart as a whip this is the rob black show total addressable market for spotify is huge when you think of music services you think of two apple spotify then you may get a title yeah you may get into who owns title paypal what how did that happen you may do a little Google music. You may think the race isn't won yet. You may think it's a long race. You may think that Spotify or Apple have already cemented their position for the foreseeable future. I think everything can be true in those statements. Spotify has a real mess on their hands with Joe Rogan, in large part because the people who listen to music are millennials and zillennials, uh, big consumers of music and music streaming services. Spotify's listener growth may help it negotiate much better terms with the music licensing companies. Apple, Google, and Amazon can allocate more capital towards their music streaming at any point in time. That's the debate. That's the teeter-totter. That's the, the fight on Spotify. They have volume, 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 but Apple, Google, and Amazon are better, how shall we say, equipped for a fight with cash. Take a look at Spotify today, down 3.4%. It feels like this Joe Rogan story is just not going to go away conveniently for them, in large part because their employees are millennials, zillennials, and their largest consumer base are millennials and zillennials. And the one thing we know about this age group, anyone under the age of 35, essentially, is that they're socially conscious, that they want to feel like their work is doing something positive, that they say, Warby Parker, who's that? They make eyeball glasses. And they're relatively cheap compared to the basically non-competitive eyeglass industry. For the last 50 years, the United States fostered with almost no competition. So when you go to an optometrist, he'd refer you to his buddy, and he'd sell you a pair of glasses for $300 when it cost $3 to make. I'll tell you another racket in the United States. If you appoint me congressman, I know you're saying appoint Don't you have to be sworn in or elected or something? If you appoint me, the um, contact lenses, there's two makers of contact lenses. If you ever know anyone who's bought contact lenses their whole life, it's expensive and it's a racket. It's not a lot of technology going on contact lenses, but when you get volume, 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 you get the pricing power, 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 power. So back to Spotify. Stock is sitting at a 52-week low. Pretty close. Um. It's bouncing around a bottom. A lot of people are saying, okay, its total addressable market is probably a trillion. No. A gazillion? Uh uh-uh. uh. If you were to say five hundred million to a billion, you're starting to talk the right number. And their business model is subscription. Nine ninety nine a month is unlimited music. Remember, we used to have to spend $15 a CD because the music industry had to tight control over their pricing. Then they lost it with decentralized music distribution over Napster. So the, one of the things you can see with you know uh, DeFi that you keep hearing a lot with cryptocurrencies is banks would lose a lot of power, a lot like the music labels lost a lot of power. It's interesting. I read an article on... Did you also see this this weekend? It was clickbait, maybe. Basically, nurse made $1.2 million during 2021 by being a sexy nurse taking cryptocurrency. So the whole COVID thing, I don't know. Those parts of the detail I was fuzzy on, I didn't really pay a lot of attention. But then she started talking about how working as a sex worker and getting tipped in cryptocurrency, she felt empowered. She didn't feel like the money was the, at the bank. She felt like it was in her account. So she had a different relationship with money all of a sudden. It was really empowering to her to have the value not at a bank. Socially speaking, that's what I'm trying to get at right now. So Spotify has a little bit of a mess. Their CEO is out there today telling employees, I know you guys are young. I know you care. I know you're socially awoken. Um, I'm going to get some. I'm going to put $100 million that we're putting towards Joe Rogan. I'm also going to put $100 million into podcasts of you know groups that typically get silenced, groups that ha- don't have a voice in media. Is that enough? Or does Joe Rogan have to go? I, I don't have an opinion. I'll be honest with you. Um, I think it, it's heinous the fact of what we accept for experts in the financial industry. I think it's heinous what we expect for uh, experts in, in medicine. I think Dr. Oz is a wackadoodle. In large part, too many products are sold, that he's making a little cache on. You don't see me pushing a lot of product. I just won't do it. I'd rather go out with some integrity than go, the Rob Black mutual fund of the year 2000, when the computers are all going to crash, I'm going to take advantage of it called the uh, how not to lose all your money in a crash fund. I don't sell fear. I don't sell greed. Not my thing. But Spotify still getting hit today at, in a day where some tech stocks are rebounding quite nicely. So they're out there. Did you know this is a big year of weddings? What's going to be interesting to note about this big year in weddings, there was a great article in the New York Times last week that talked about the last time we had a big economic push up after an economic slowdown was the early 1980s under Reagan, where... Carter's economy wasn't doing all that great. And Reagan comes in and he cuts taxes for the rich and the economy starts doing quite well. We have an economy that's kind of in that kind of funk zone right now from 2020, everything was shut down. Government supported, kept it more than on life support, thriving in fact. But now we're starting to get to an economy that's heating up and creating inflation. Last time we had this was the early 80s. What's interesting to note is that led to a lot of people getting married and having children. The New York Times did a nice comparison between what was the big show in the 1980s. It was a show called Family Ties, and it was about two ex-hippies who used to be all about free love. And I'm editorializing a little bit because I didn't watch the show religiously. But when you're a hippie and you're into free love and you ultimately get married and you settle down and you have children... You are no longer said free hippie. You're no longer partnering with multiple partners, and you are no longer, you know, living in the wind. You are now in suburbia in a house raising 2.3 children. From the companies that you used to rail against, like McDonald's, for over farming, you're now going, well, they can feed my family a lot, lot, lot. It can go a lot further than say going to the grocery store. So this year is having a wedding boom, just like 1984 did. There's a big question here. And I like big questions. Thanks, you. Today's podcast, Rob's going to answer the big question. The big question in California right now is we had a great December of rain, a great December of snow. And January came and nothing for 40 days and 40 nights. It's very biblical at this point in time. Only Noah saw it coming. In this case, the big question is, are we going to get a March miracle? Because February is starting to, how shall we say, get old in the tooth, right? Long in the tooth. Um, Big questions out there always are going to challenge us in the world of investing. And again, will Spotify face ramifications for Joe Rogan? Will the millennials fight back? Will the baby boom that we're seeing... No, 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 no. Will the wedding boom we're seeing right now turn into a baby boom? I botched that one. Nearly 2.5 million weddings are expected to happen in 2022. That's the highest total since 1984. More weddings are a strong sign that the economy is doing well. People get hitched when they're in love and there's disposable income and they believe they can support a family. When you're a solo journalist working in New York and you're making 40000 in your rents, $38,000. you are like, how am I going to make it on $2,000? Last thing on your mind is, hey, let's make love and make a baby and put another another person at the table. Another kid I can't put clothes on. <laughs> like, Struggling financially kills your urge to settle down. Economies that do well, you're like, hey, things are good. I'm in love. I'm romantic. I'm at a concert. I'm at a beach. Let's get married and do this every week. Couples are getting hitched quite regularly for 2022. The US economy in 1984 has grown at a faster rate than any subsequent year until 2021. So the GDP numbers that we saw last year were like, whoa, did we really grow 6% in a quarter? Because Rob's used to it growing somewhere between 2 and 4%. We did the same thing under Reaganomics. So Reagan's brand of conservatism promoted traditional family values. TV shows like Family Ties. This year's wedding boom is probably less indicative of broader cultural reset from hippies in the 1970s becoming married and settled down with kids in the 1980s. But is this the millennials finally saying, you know, I'm jumping off Tinder and I'm settling down with my sugar booger for the rest of my life? Could be. Is it that culturally different? Um, Because if it is, we make babies. Babies, babies, babies. So what happens after you get married and settle down? You make babies. And what are babies good for? Economies. And the United States just had its slowest population growth ever in the history of the United States. These are interesting times. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Brought to you by EP Wealth. This is the Rob Black Show. Year to date, the Nasdaq's down nine point eight percent. The S P five hundred down five point five percent. The Dow Jones Industrial Average down three point four percent. Ten year treasury's playing with the one point nine percent level. When it goes to two percent, it'll be a big day for headlines. Will it be a big reality day on the market and or not? Bitcoin is holding forty two thousand four hundred. That seems to be an important area. A lot of focus on market swings last week with Amazon having one of the greatest days ever of a corporation and Meta having one of the worst days ever as far as market cap being erased. In the United States, death toll from COVID-19 has now suppressed 900,000. Another crazy statistic coming out of Omicron is that more people in the world are sick at the same time than at any point since the 1918-1919 flu pandemic of which the third year of the flu pandemic in 1918-1919 led to an increase in deaths right after cities said, you know what, it looks like the worst is behind us. Interesting, right? Um, Gasoline prices are, oil hit $90 a barrel last week. If I were to look at things that are upsetting to me, I would say oil prices are more upsetting than Russia-Ukraine. I would say inflation is more problematic over the next year than over the next few months. One of those inflation statistics that tends to linger is higher rent and higher home prices. When you sign a rental contract, you're usually in for a year, right? So we're going to see increases of 9 10% for a year. Um, it takes time for that one to play out below. Not above the trend. So, this is some of the big stories of the day. Um, there's heightened volatility last week. We're in earnings season. Peloton is up 25% today on news. They may be acquired by either Nike, Apple, or Amazon. For Amazon, it would make a heck of a ton of sense by adding it into their Amazon Prime. A couple of years ago, they got you paid $99 for a year of fast deliveries. Then they threw in the TV. Then they threw in the music. They threw in a couple other services. We know that they're getting into healthcare aggressively with their own employees, but they're also getting into the idea of healthcare, maybe adding individuals to doctor plans that are more telehealth oriented than the old subscriber insurance-based. When you see Mark Cuban start a pharmacy, essentially, that does not accept insurance, but still tries to get people drugs for less than the cost of their own insurance, there's, there's, there's some trends that are breaking, some old business models that are breaking, and people like Mark Cuban and Amazon want to be in front of them, in my opinion. My mom, she died about a year ago, almost exactly now. And um, what's worthy of note about that is she was taking 10 to 12 pills a day, basically from the age of 65 on. Until the day she died. For 20 years, she was taking like that many pills a day. Of course, Amazon wants to get into that. So Amazon wants to get more health and more fitness. And by taking a Peloton and saying, okay, here's a prescription. You get the as many workouts as you want. But we're going to raise Prime from $99 to one hundred nine dollars So $109 to $119. $119 to $139. But you're going to get Lord of the Rings, the TV show, and Peloton subscription. Like, it could make some sense. The problem is Peloton had a big draw forward during the pandemic. People got them. There was a, a magical allure. And then they had a treadmill recall, which stank because the CEO of the company fought it. And yet we know a kid or two died because the treadmill couldn't shut off and people got stuck in it. And then Peloton got put into some TV shows, not in a favorable light where people have heart attack on the fitness equipment, which is, it is what it is. (laughs) You know, It's fine. I I, I don't care either way. But Peloton drew a lot of business forward. Now they're firing people. Now they're in the situation of canceling. Like We're not going to make any Pelotons for the first three months of the year. We're going to get our inventory right. So why would Nike want to buy into that? You don't know where you're buying. How much was Drew Ford? And what's the new level to go at from here? Why would Amazon want to buy that? Well, again, Amazon could raise the price of Prime. It's another perk that's pretty fascinating. Why would Apple want to buy it? Apple, in theory, already has Apple Fitness Plus, And it wouldn't be that hard for Tim Cook to figure out how to make a Peloton bike and put an iPad on it. Apple tends not to do acquisitions like this. Apple tends to do acquisitions to get a CEO who's an engineer versus a founder who wants to go down with a ship knowing they he just got the best product on the planet. Big news on the M&A front, Spirit Airlines, and Frontier Airlines have announced a $6.6 billion cash and stock offer. That's going to make them the number five airline in the United States. Peloton up 32% now. Bond yields have been behaving themselves as far as today goes. Ten-year treasury sits at about 1.92%. Oil tops $90 a barrel. Will Russia invade the Ukraine this week, next week, the week after the Olympics? Who knows? There's some variables that I don't even put any odds on. Other than to say there's always a boogeyman, there's always things to find exciting and always things to find discouraging. There's underlying doubt that the momentum that the stock market got last week can carry on and that we should hit new lows. Russia could invade Ukraine soon. They continue to build forces. Ten-year Treasury. Oh, but Macron from France is flying to Russia to try to calm Putin down. And Germany's Chancellor is flying to the United States to try to show Biden, yeah, we actually do care. It's just that they supply a lot of our natural gas, which keeps us warm in the winter. Ten-year Treasury sits at 1.92%, moving closer to 2%. Which is interesting because the Federal Reserve, a lot of people want them to move interest rates soon. Don't wait till March just get it over with. Pull the Band-Aid off. But interest rates are already starting to move for them. That's how that plays out. Oh, by the way, Peloton's going to report earnings on Tuesday this week. I find that interesting in that they're going to be given a conference call and they're going to get a lot of questions about acquisitions. Keep in mind that peloton to me feels a lot like netflix did at one point in time netflix was highly encouraged to sell the stock in 2012 carl icon had taken a share in netflix and said they would benefit from being with a bigger company and netflix then went on an amazing run on wall street proving that carl icon as smart as he is can and will be wrong from time to time big year for the wedding 2022 is the biggest year for weddings since 1984. The big question is, will these 2.5 million weddings that happened this year, will they create a baby boom? The millennials have lived in their 20s and their 30s, and they're tired of tender, and they're tired of the tender Urellas, and they're tired of the tender fellas who lie and and end up going to jail and take people's money. So the whole millennial tender era is coming to an end with a lot of weddings. It's interesting. About 15 years ago when Tinder was first starting to get going, there was a New York Times article saying that millennials really want to have sex on the first date, in large part to see if they're compatible. Now that we're seeing the weddings happening, is it the death of what Tinder was? I find that interesting. And Will we make babies? We need babies to help the economy to become future taxpayers. Last year, we saw the slowest growth ever in the history of the United States in population growth. Uh, Just up one-tenth of 1%. That's not good. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Find us at robblackshow.com. Robblackshow.com.
0: Invest in what is really important. Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. Are you concerned with financial planning, tax planning, managing your investments, or just planning your retirement? Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. With over 12 billion in assets under management and more than 80 financial professionals at the helm, EP has your financial future in mind. Learn more by visiting robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. China's got a big
1: hit on their hands in the movie theaters as the battle at Lake Changjing, part two, leads the way with 23.3 million to the box office following China's New Year holiday passing and people going back to movies. Um, IMAX is a publicly traded company and it's a play on the world loves movies or did Rob just order a big 65 inch TV or do we not want to go to movies due to COVID? There's a lot going on there, but China's still very important for consumers. We continue to talk about that and The Olympics are kind of a hotbed, right? How many Chinese athletes are being suppressed? What's it really like to live in China? Um, Chinese tennis player accused tennis official of raping her, then said, nope, that didn't happen after she disappeared from public for four months. There's some risks in investing. If you want to own something like IMAX and get totally bought into it and you're like, that Batman movie, that first couple of minutes were done in IMAX with certified IMAX cameras. It was awesome. Kids are going to see IMAX movies for years to come. Can't make it to IMAX at a person's home. I get it, but you also take on risks, okay? The goal here is that you understand risk and there's all sorts of risk. Um, If I were a betting man, I'd say that online betting is going to be a big business for the next five, 10 years but it's going to get hit with fits and starts. So if you're going to invest, you got to invest in scale by a little now, by a little later, you may be buying a discount later due to how the political winds are moving. Teva pharmaceuticals and a Texas attorney general reached an opioid settlement of 225 million with Teva. Oh boy. Teva. Just to give you a quick idea. 25 years ago when I was, starting in the industry, was one of those stocks that it's easy to fall in love with. Uh, you're saying, okay, I get IMAX, fall in love with IMAX. I get it. But Tava? Yeah, they do generic drugs. And you see the world's population getting older. And you see things like, break uh, breakout of malaria. You're like, oh boy. People are fat, diabetic, overweight, insulin. You get it, you get it old timers pills being made cancer drugs you name it there's a whole plethora of ailments that ail the world and teva makes generic pharmaceuticals it should be the right place at the right time and yet at times companies can't seem to not hurt themselves and they get into, into areas of growth that they shouldn't get into One of the big storylines of Ozark in season four is a major pharmaceutical company who makes opioids has to make a deal to acquire opium illegally in the United States instead of getting it from its expensive source in Afghanistan. I'm not going to give away too much more. I don't really care. I'm not really trying to be that guy. What was interesting is that a drug dealer who basically sells products that kill people Told a drug uh, manufacturer CEO, your company kills more than my family's company. And it's like, dang, man, not cool being a drug manufacturer these days, is it? But Teva, how did they get into opioids when they basically dominated? And I'm telling you, dominated with their quality uh, control drugs on migraines and multiple sclerosis and active pharmaceutical. Pull ingredients and ointments and injectables and capsules and tablets. The temptation of buying growth, it'll get you almost every single time. So Texas Pharmaceutical, a Pharmaceutical confirms a settlement with the state of Texas $150 million over a 15 year time period. Um, I just. These companies get themselves into trouble. I don't know if you're picking up what I'm putting down, but it happens again and again and again. Tom Lee from Fun Strat, he thinks the market is heading back to record highs. He thinks stocks are due for a violent rally this month that could lead to a new record high in the middle of the year. Should I put this in my email calendar and take a look in March to see if he's right or wrong? Do we care? He thinks as we get over the shock of interest rate fears... And some disappointing earnings from names like Meta. Meta lost $230, $240 billion market cap, single-handedly breaking down the market um, percentage points. So when markets are this fragile and this nervous, there's always room for a positivity surprise, so says Tom Lee. I'm not a big Tom Lee fan. I think he's okay, which is better than, than lukewarm. It's better than norm, it's better than average. But I find that he's almost a little bit too ridiculous. It's almost as if Funstrat says, "Hey, we need we need some positive momentum here. Let's let's pull Tom Lee out of the closet and send him over to CNBC to say something positive. We'll tell our clients, and clients will get excited for being doing business with us." So Tom Lee says, "The SP 500 posted a waterfall decline of 11%, peak to trough over 14 days. A fall of this velocity is actually rare and creates for a snapback rebound." Some earnings today, none of them get me excited. TAL education, legged and plat. Oil hits $90 a barrel last week, a statistic rarely talked about this weekend. The Biden administration is trying to release strategic reserves. They're trying to keep inflation from getting out of control. And oil prices are not playing along. A metaverse casino raked in $7.5 over the last three months. So we are now starting to see real transactions in fake worlds. 7.5 million in the last three months, the ICE, Poker Virtual Casino, accounts for 30% of decentralized daily traffic. So people are setting up casinos in the metaverse. Which brings me to a conversation that a CEO got a lot of criticism for this weekend. Phil Lyman, he's the former boss of Evernote. He is in charge of a video conferencing company called, Mm -hmm. I'm not making that up, it's M-M-H-M-M. He said the metaverse won't work and that Zuckerberg is flawed. He said that people, they want to go to a business meeting in the morning, drinking a cup of coffee with a big piece of plastic on your head. Coffee's going to get poured all over your chest, you're going to scream, you're going to get burned. He says the metaverse is like 5, 10, 15 minutes, and then it becomes awkward. Interesting, right? You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. An education-first approach to managing your money. This is the Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. I like to think of myself as your rich uncle trying to get you to retirement. I look at money on a regular basis. I don't think I'm obsessed. Maybe I am. I want to talk to you about investing, retirement, taxes, real estate, personal finance, business, wealth, what's it mean to you, what's it mean to me, and much, much more. 70% of Black Americans don't have a will, and that came home in a horrible way when we saw a very good-looking young man die in 2020, actor Chadwick Boseman. Prince didn't have a will. Aretha Franklin doesn't have a will. These are all problems that create enormous headaches after you pass. Those are all very notable names. Overall, 33% of Americans have a will. 27.5% of Black Americans have one. The result is Black Americans are missing out on the largest wealth transfer in history. Over the next 25 years, an estimated $68 trillion will be transferred from U.S. households to heirs and charities. Without a plan in place, probate costs could be 3 to 8% of the value of an estate. There's also a lack of clarity around a loved one's wishes and potential discord. I have seen families destroyed in the last two years because, I'll be quite honest with you, the dad was a jerk. So a good family friend, her father passed away two years ago aggressive liver cancer or pancreatic cancer, excuse me. And um... And he had, he he was European. He had pharmaceutical money in the family trust and 98% of that money went back to charities. He basically left a million for each kid and a house for one of the two kids. That was his wishes, and he made it publicly known in a will. Son doesn't like it. Son's fighting it. Son's like, no, 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 that well was made 10, 15 years ago. Dad didn't like me then. Now he likes, likes me. I want part of the house. We don't want all that money going to charity. That should come to me. The daughter is like, well, that's his wishes. So I'm going to live by him. $68 trillion is to be transferred to the United States households to heirs and, char- uh, heirs and charities. It's really important that if you live in the state of California, that you have a trust. If you own a home, you need to have a trust. Let's say it's a million-dollar home. You don't want it locked up in probate for a year. You don't want all your neighbors and family, friends to be able to look at your finances and go, huh, Rob was only worth that. I didn't know that. You want your heirs to get their their assets and move on and, and to mourn you. So if you haven't prepared to pay the taxes and get the mortgage covered and the cost, the home will be the... Will it fall into despair and needing of repair? These are issues that you need to start thinking of. Like, I honestly don't know what my family's involvement would want to be in my business affairs, but it's important that I start addressing those in a will and a trust. Um, I've got one kid who I think is financially very savvy. I've got one kid who is emotionally very happy very different children. And the idea of, of giving power to one of them to make financial decisions for the other, it's it's disturbing. In the end, they they both take their own path. And people like me and their, their own brother shouldn't influence it. I'm going through a situation right now where my mother's estate's being dispersed a year after her death that I've got a brother who wants more. He thinks he, he, he thinks he got the, the short straw of the brothers, and he doesn't have as much as I do, and he wants more of my mom's estate, and ultimately, I don't care. In the end, I want to honor her will and wishes. Yeah, and that's why it's important to have a will. Everyone over the age of 18 should make a plan. Even if you use something like LegalZoom to make a will, that's better than nothing. Is it better to have a culturally competent attorney help you? I think so. For Black Americans, is it better to use a Black American lawyer? I think so. Uh, Culturally speaking, I don't know what's important to a person from the Philippines. On this air, on a regular basis, I'll say things like, I don't ever want to live with my children. I don't want to be a burden on them. I want them and their families to... Do things like dessert every night at nine fifteen, and not worry about grandpa downstairs is sleeping. I never want to be a burden, but in some cultures, a burden isn't a burden; it's a blessing. So, my father in law came down this weekend and spent some time with the grandkids, and it means the world to me. So, I get it. It's, it's, but it's you see how like you don't want to be a burden, but you can be a plus, like all the same. Like, l- l- just trust me on this one. Get a durable power of attorney. It's a document that lays out who can make financial decisions for you in the event you're incapacitated. When I turned 50, it became very important because I started seeing people my own age having strokes and heart attacks. It's no longer the guy who's 20 years older than me, or 10 years older than me, or five years older than me. It's me. So, durable power of attorney is super important. I can become incapacitated right after the show today. A healthcare power of attorney is super important with med- making medical decisions these are all issues that my father did not necessarily have in place when he passed he was confident he was going to outlive my mother he wanted to hear sick here's here's talking poorly of the dead my dad had more insurance on my mother than he had on himself he was convinced she was going to pass before he did and he kind of wanted it as a payday weird right <laughs> So he would have been taken better care of, in theory, than she was taken better care of because he passed 25 years before her. Trust, I believe, are a better method than wills to build generational wealth because they protect your assets. For most people, a will is not enough. Your trust creates a trust for the people left behind, the beneficiaries with instructions. So you know, I said, I want my kids to forge their own path. I do. But I'm not going to give them a million dollars when they turn 18. Let's say I die today, and in six years from now, my kids turn 18. I don't want that. So the trust basically says college costs and first city costs are kind of covered. You'll be helped from 18 to 25, and when you turn 25, you're going to get a third of my wealth. When you turn 35, you're going to get another third. And when you turn 40, 45, somewhere in there, you're going to get the last third. I want it to last most of their life. I want it to be a supplement to their life. I do not want it to be a decision that they can basically say, I'm dropping out of school. I'm going to do lots of drugs. I'm going to surf. I'm going to open up a surf school. Oh, that went out of business. I'm going to open up a butcher. Oh, that goes out of business. And suddenly they're uneducated, spoiled brats who have never been able to pull anything off without daddy's money. I don't want to be that guy. I know this is all talking about black Americans and how they're underserved in the wills and trusts. Super important. You start thinking about some of the stuff when you have a loved one. And this year we're going to see more marriages than since 1984. So this is the year to be a wedding planner, a photographer. Can I give some quick advice? I think eloping is fine. And I think your wedding photographer, you should contact your local community college and see if they have a uh, photography teacher, and see if they can't assign a student to you. Why not give a kid his first job? I know I know, you're saying, but I want my wedding day pictures to be beautiful. Trust me. I think you're going to see more artistic work coming out of a college student than you're going to see out of a wedding photographer. Wedding photographers are boring. Let's get the cake picture. Let's get the, like, no, 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 no. <clears throat> I hired a, a, a nature artist because... First wedding was a disaster. We got married in Hawaii. Second wedding, we got married in Tahoe. And I wanted a Tahoe mountain photographer really to get pictures of the mountains versus pictures of two middle-aged people getting married for the second time. Um, And I don't regret it. It sucked because she wasn't in the business of selling wedding photos. She wasn't in the business of, oh, I'll crank that out one week after you're done. She's like, I'll develop them over the next year. But in the end, it was good enough. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. So record number of weddings this year. The big question there, will it lead to a record number of babies in a couple of years? Probably not record. Millennials are starting off later in life. They're starting off with less because they've been through two recessions and a mountain of student loan debt. So even though there'll be some coupling that goes on and babies that are made, probably not enough taxpayers to cover my uh, social security bills. And when I say mine, my generation, in 13 years from now, or whenever I start thinking I'm going to retire and and take out social security, I'm going to get a check from the government and the government's going to collect taxes every year from taxpayers. And those taxpayers who are babies right now will be 13 years old. So basically I'm looking at 10-year-olds right now covering me in social security. So I need those 10-year-olds to go out and get jobs. Do I want free college form? Mm. I don't know. I don't know about that. Do I want them to have jobs? Yes, I do. Do I want them to be low-paying jobs? No. I want them to be high-paying jobs because high-paying jobs generate more taxes, more taxes pay my social security in retirement. Do you see how we live in this crazy system of uh, we have to support the, the promises we make? Anyhow... A lot going on. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. The Rob Black Show is brought to you by EP Wealth. Learn more about EP's unique approach to managing wealth at robblackshow.com.